He was begging for it, but he kept pushing me back, telling me to go slowly. I know Officer Jacobs was new to this. You can tell, like, it's not even just a tightness. It's a, a couple of things, things that I don't need to mention here, but he was, um, very apprehensive, very nervous still. I mean, we had only done it one time, tried it one time, and this being our second, it wasn't, um, wasn't easy. It wasn't easy, but, you know, he gets an A for effort. He was trying very hard, and I liked that he, I mean, I think I've well established it by now. I like that he liked it. I like that he had a desire for it. He kept trying to push on it, but, you know, he had to relax into it. I kissed him softly behind the neck. The worst thing that you can do is to tell somebody to relax. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. So I, what I told him is, I said, don't worry about it going any deeper. Don't worry about it. This is perfect for me. Just let it sit there. You feel so amazing. And I began to kiss on his ear and behind his neck. And I could slowly feel his rings starting to open up. It was like he was accepting me. Oh, it was such a turn on. And I slid deeper and deeper and deeper. I got almost, almost all the way in. Almost all the way in. It was, I was so proud of him. And I just kind of let it sit there. I began to work back and forth. He started to wince in pain, so I would slow down and let it sit there and tell him how gorgeous he was and how amazing he was. And honestly, he was. I mean, you want to talk about kinks. Like, I never really, I mean, I like a man in uniform, but I don't really think about cops that way. Firefighters, maybe. UPS drivers, definitely. But um, <laughs> he was just, he was in uniform. You know, he was coming in on his lunch, I guess. I guess. I guess that's what it was. And so he was fully suited. He didn't even get undressed. I just got his shirt open, had him on his back, took his pants off. Well, almost off. Really, I mean, maybe things would have gone better if we had taken the time to really get undressed. The gun made me nervous, though. Like, I don't know. Guns, guns make me a little nervous. But, um, it was still great. You know, he has this really gorgeous built frame. You know, he's got extra pounds, but I like that. I like that. I remember, I remember James in particular. It was weird. Like we would fuck like back in the day, back in the day, a few months ago when we would, when we first started messing around, it was like, there was nothing to grab onto except for his muscles. And after a while, it's like, no, I, I need to squeeze on something, you know? And, um, <laughs> He's put on a little bit of weight too, but I love that too about like Amir's body. It was so, so built, but at the same time, he had just, just the right amount of softness that I could really just like hold on to. Officer Jacobs has quite a few more pounds than the other aforementioned gentleman, but um, it's all nice. He has this gorgeous brown skin and He's just built in all the right areas. And we had fun. 
eventually I pulled out. Um, he started to go soft on me and I sucked him off starting slowly working around his head and he blew in no time whatsoever. He was really sweet. He got back up kind of giggly and he gave me a kiss on the lips and he thanked me for a good time. And he left. So here's the thing. I, I've been, even before Junior told me, you know, they won't fix everything. I've been struggling with this quite a bit. I'm used to being on my own and being alone. But at the same time, I don't think I have a healthy relationship with loneliness. I associate being alone with running away from Tommy. I associate being alone with moving from place to place because of my parents' job and not fitting in at school. And I think I do need to learn how to be alone and be fully settled in that. Because I'm starting to find myself really hating the loneliness and needing needing companionship from other men, you know? So Monday rolls by, Tuesday rolls by. I don't hear from Officer Jacobs. I don't hear from um, James. Not that I was expecting to. I really wasn't. And I had a ton of stuff to keep me occupied. But, um, you know, Monday, Tuesday go by. It must have been Thursday or Friday. I get a call from um, Michael from my old club. And he's like, hey. And I was like, hey, dude, what's up? And he said, what's going on, man? I heard something's happening with you at the club. <sighs> Word travels fast. Um, and I said, yeah, um, yeah. I said, yeah, it's been a lot. Um, and he says, tell you what, come by and see me. And I almost jump at the chance to come and see him. Um, he said, bring me food, though. <laughs> and so on my way over there, I stop and I get um, one of his favorite burger places. I stop and I get burgers and, you know, fries and stuff for, for us. Um, I get in there and I realize, oh, no. I don't have my key card. So I asked the front desk person who I don't know. Um, they must be relatively new. Asked them to check me in. Um, and they seem a little distressed trying to, trying to do that, which, I mean, I completely understand. I've been in that position, especially being new. It's, it's a lot. It, it can be a lot of pressure. Um, it can be. Um, and no sooner is this person trying to check me in. I kid you not, like members from, every corner of the gym are like coming out to see me and greet me like I'm family. It's crazy. And it makes me feel like, makes me feel like, first of all, that I miss this place. But like, I feel something else starting to stir inside of me. And the person at the front desk is looking at me like, who is this guy? Um, and finally, Michael comes out. He's like, hey, what's up, man? And then he says, he tells the front desk person to let me through. And I tell the front desk person, I'm sorry. I promise next time I come in, I'll bring my key card. Um, and then me and Michael go into, <laughs> Michael's taking over James's old office, what used to be the GM office, um, what Michael used to use as his office. Um, and Mike, uh, Michael, James used to use as his office. Now Michael's taking it over. Um, not that he's the GM, but he's actually now been promoted to sales team lead, which is awesome. And it's, the, it's another step 
it's not a step that I took, but it's the next step to like becoming a GM. But they didn't have sales team leads back when I first got promoted. It's a totally new thing. Anyway, that's not important. We go into the office and we're talking. I tell Michael everything that's relevant to this. I tell him, I even tell him about Amir. And then I tell him about this Nathaniel guy. And it's so crazy. I, lo- I actually haven't even mentioned this yet. So he's basing this whole thing off of the fact that somebody on a dating site took my face picture and he thought he was communicating with me. So I get a call from him. Um, this is after we have this altercation in the lobby. I get a call from him and he's like, you know, I'd be willing to settle this for like $500,000 or whatever. It meant two, It was five. And I was like, what? He's like, well, you have that rich boyfriend. It shouldn't be a problem. And I was, oh my God. I, I was, I, okay. I said some things I shouldn't have said. But even if he was recording me, which is illegal in the state, even if he was recording me without my permission during this phone call, I think the things that I said was, was quite appropriate for somebody who's innocent. Um... And he sends me this picture. Don't forget, you messaged me on this dating site and you sent me this. And I'm like, I don't, I don't recognize, I don't recognize the dick from Adam. Like, I seriously am like, this thing is like half my size. I didn't say that to him. But when I saw it, I, it all clicked in my head. He thought that I literally was talking to him through this dating site. I was not. Apparently somebody was using my picture, whatever it happens. And now he's using this to frame me and say that I was sending him messages and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, I tell this stuff to Michael and he's just like, unbelievable, dude. And I was like, yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. What's crazier is that people who I respect and trust don't believe me. So we're eating, we're talking, we're having a good time, honestly. Michael is his same, you know, obnoxious self his same new obnoxious self before he was just obnoxious. Now he's cool and obnoxious, but um, he gets a call from one of it, one of the sales team um, who needs assistance on a tour. He says, I'll be right back. I'm just going to go help this guy real quick. I'm like, sure, go ahead. So I'm sitting there at the desk, at the desk at, you know, James's old desk in the manager's office at my old club. And Michael goes off to take care of what, whatever he's got to take care of. And I'm sitting there thinking about what he said. Um, and then I hear a sound that I know way too well. Usually I'm on the other end of this sound when I used to work at this club. I'm sitting there, minding my own business, not dressed for work at all. And I hear, let me speak to your fucking manager. And I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And I start looking around, almost like looking for a place to hide. And this guy busts into the room. And he is pissed. He's bright red. He's like, you know when you're mad and you're trying to like not go full tilt and he's like trembling and shaking and his his lips are quivering and his face is twitching. And I'm like, hey, dude, what's up? And he said, you're fucking employee. He's giving me a hard time. And I'm like, okay. The last thing I want in this moment right now is to have an incident at the club and then it's going to show up on record like, hey, why are you at a club that you don't belong to sitting in the manager's office? Aren't you under investigation for, you know what I mean? Um, 
So let's try not to have an incident here. And I say, why don't you sit down, man? And we'll figure this thing out. I very um, nonchalantly and without a lot of finesse scoot over all of like the burger wrappers and leftover fries to one side of the desk. <laughs> super, 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 super professional. Um, I say, hey, dude, why don't you have a seat? And I said, tell me what's going on now from the beginning. And he's like, he's calming down a little bit. He's like, my brother has autism. I'm his legal guardian. Every now and then he likes to walk on the treadmill, but he doesn't come in enough for me to put him on my membership. So I pay for the day for him to come in. But every time I'm at the desk, somebody's always giving me a fucking problem. He's like, he hasn't come all the way down yet. I'm like, okay. And I'm listening to him talk. And it's like, I can see, like tangibly almost see the amount of weight that he's carrying. There is no doubt in my mind that this guy takes care of his brother. And I feel for him. And I say, tell you what, dude. Let's make sure that this never happens again. I pull out a waiver. And I have him sign it. Stating that he is, you know, his brother's legal guardian. Um, and I, I scan it into his profile. Um, I enter my manager code. And it allows me to do certain other things that you can't just normally do at the front desk. Um, and I say, how long? Have you been having this issue with us? And he said, it's been over a year now. And I said, tell you what, I'm going to credit you back the last six months on your membership dues. And I'm going to put a temporary add-on for your brother onto your membership for a year. I'm sorry that this has happened to you and that this has been your experience with us. And he looks at me almost in disbelief. And he's like, what? And I, I'm looking down on the computer, punching stuff in. Enter, and it's done. It's taken care of. And he's like, thank you. And I said, dude, not a problem. I'm sorry. I, like, I truly am sorry that this has been your experience with us. Um, and I pull out my card, which I happen to carry on me everywhere. And I say, if you ever, for whatever reason, are having any type of issue with us, I manage it, and I tell him what club I manage. Um, and I say, call me, and I'll see what I can do to fix it. If it's billing, if it's something with your membership, if you're having issues with personnel here at the club, call me, and we'll work it out. And he looks at my card, and he looks back up at me, and he says, thank you. And I'm like, no problem, dude. And then very suddenly like a floodgate like he started to cry and not like a sad cry even just like you know like when you've been through it and then finally you get a little sense of relief and it all just rushes out like it was like that like he was definitely I don't know he was definitely holding on his to he was definitely burdened but anyway um finally once he kind of collects himself he's like thank you I, I'm sorry I'm sorry I was like dude it's all good He's like, then he started talking about his brother. He said, my brother, it's very hard to get him to do anything that's outside of his normal routine. This is one of the few things that, you know, we can kind of do together. Thank you. It took everything in me to not, like, start crying, too. Because, like, I don't know. I Sometimes when people cry, I just, like, I'll cry before I even realize, like, I have an issue. Um, 
like I could see like the 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 weight just kind of like that has been resting on him. I could see like the fatigue and it just kind of like just kind of fall off a little bit. I handed him a box of tissues that was sitting next to the desk and he took them. I said, take your time, dude. I say, is there anything else I can do? And he's like, no, um, no, thank you. I said, are you sure? I reach over for like this half empty container of fries and I'm like, fries? And I shake him kind of like in his face and he smiles and I'm like, uh-oh. Just like Miguel. His smile transformed him. And for the first time I'm looking at him and I'm seeing how unbelievably gorgeous this man is. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. But I'm looking at him and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's gorgeous. And he almost looks like he could be related to Miguel. He's lighter. He's on the lighter side. Um, but his skin is so smooth. He's bald. Even though he's wearing a hat, I can tell that he's bald. And I don't know. I kind of have a thing for bald guys, but whatever. And he has kind of these dark eyes, but they're like hazel. But they almost seem kind of sunken in just a little bit. Very serious looking and very like full lips and a nice built body. Not like not like what you would call like super muscular, just more like um, toned, very toned. And I'm looking at him. And I keep it professional. I say, have a great day. And he says, thank you. You too. I wasn't expecting anything. I wasn't expecting anything out of this. After Caesar leaves and me and me and Michael are done, I go back up to the girl at the front desk. I feel like I owe it to her to um talk to her at least and make sure that she's okay. And she's not okay. She's like, I am no good at this job. I suck at this job. And I say, her name, I say, let's call her, we'll call her Cynthia. Wait, is there Cynthia already? No, we'll call her Cynthia. I say, Cynthia. Everybody sucked at this job when they started. The difference between people like me and you and the rest is that a lot of people just stopped caring about doing the job right. There's a lot of people who work this job that are get, making it harder for you to do your job because they're not following the rules. But you just hang in there, learn what battles to fight, and do things on your own terms. It's pretty simple. You just direct traffic. Just think about it as you're directing traffic. Who's a member? Check them in. Who's not a member? They go to membership. You answer the phones. You smile. You say hello. And you say bye-bye. And as people are walking in, I'm greeting them and saying hello and bye. Some people are like, oh, my God, you're back. No, I'm not back. Um, and I think it clicked with her. I think it clicked with her. And she's like, can I give you a hug? And I was like, of course you can. Can you give me a hug? Like, I need a hug too. Um, and she's, she's a really, really sweet girl. And she's going to be okay. So this whole, like, not bouncing from guy to guy thing, like, I literally feel like I'm being, like, set up. Like, this is a test. I get a call when I leave the gym um, from a member of mine who owns, like, a really fancy spa pretty close to where I work. So it's in a very fancy part of town. It's one of the places that's, like, it's like really big with um, celebrities. And 
I also think that part of the reason why he even wants me to come visit his his place so badly is because he wants to start, he wants to use our retail space to sell some of his products, which I'm cool with. Um, I just haven't, it's been so busy and things have been so crazy that I haven't really been, I haven't really um, gone through like the deal with him. But anyway, so he calls me and he's like, hey, I really want you to come check out uh, the place. You bring a, a friend, bring, you know, a significant other, come by. And I'm like, you know, eventually I'll get there. Eventually. When I hang up with him, Caesar calls me and he says, hey, dude, I wanted to apologize for like yelling and stuff and like going off. I actually, um, I feel kind of stupid for doing that. I was like, dude, don't apologize, man. Like I, I, I know enough about your situation to know I can't even begin to imagine how frustrating that must be. And he's like, thanks, man. Is there anything I can do for you? And I was like, nah. And I'm like, bro, is he like, am I being tested right now? Like, and really, I don't want sex from him. I don't want sex from him. I'm trying this thing out where I'm not just hopping on dick. But something about seeing his pain made me want to do something for him. And I said, no. But I mean what I say, like, you can call me if you need anything, you know, from done to your membership or whatever. But on a personal note, on a personal note, let me take you out on a date. And he laughs like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I want to take you out on a date. He's like, oh, bro, um, I don't swing that way. And I was like, I didn't think you did. And I'm not looking for sex. I'm not looking for anything like that. I just want to take you out. He's like, I don't, I don't know what you mean. Like, what do you mean? I'm like, we'll just hang out. We'll have a good time. We won't do anything funny or, you know, I'm not coming on to you in any sort of way. But it seems like it's been a while since somebody took you out. What do you say? There's a long pause. And he's like, okay, okay. I'm like, cool, text me your address. I don't know what it is, but I feel drawn to Caesar. I feel drawn to him like there's something I'm learning from him. Something about him. There's something about all of this that I need right now. And he texts me his address. I follow it to a park. Smart guy. He didn't give me his home address. (laughs) Um, And when I pull up to the park, he walks up to my vehicle. And he's dressed like, he's dressed like a homie. And I like it. He's got a hat on. He's got like these nice jeans on. He's got a long black thermal. And he's wearing like a gold chain. And he just looks so like chill. And I'm like, good to see you. And he's like, likewise. And I get out. I said, oh, wait, wait wait a minute. This is a date. And I open the door for him and I let him in. And he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. And we begin to drive. Um, I had booked an appointment for the both of us. And we go to this place and it is amazing. Now, this is not, you know, they do get you like naked and stuff, but this is not like the happy ending type of massage parlor. At least I don't know the code words for that. Um, I don't know the secret menu for that. 
they've rolled out the the red carpet. I know that the the owner is trying to, you know, coerce me into um, carrying his products, but they're treating us so well. And I'm like, man, this is my, this must be like what Amir feels like everywhere he goes. And um, Caesar's looking at me like, who, like, what is going on here? Um, and so we we're doing our we're you know I'm naked on this thing, and I'm guessing Caesar's naked. There's a partition between us. Um, and I do hear him like moaning from the other side and I think it's kind of funny until like my person starts to work on me and I am like oh my god this is amazing like they really really do a good job and then they have like all of like these like eucalyptus towels and like all these different things to help you relax by the time we get out of there like I'm floating and then we go to eat dinner at like this I w- we went to um it wasn't anything fancy it was just stay out um, just like a steakhouse and he's over here on this menu trying to be polite, ordering like, I'm like, bro, I know you don't eat like this. Get a freaking steak or whatever it is that you actually will eat. So how long have you been taking care of your brother? And he says, all my life. I didn't get power of attorney until I turned 18, but all my life. I've been working since I was 12. Putting food on our table and just holding it down. And I say, wow, man, that's rough. So it's, it's life. It's just what it is. You know, I can't abandon my family, especially my brother. And he's like, so what about you? Are you, are you gay? And I laugh. I say, yeah, yeah, I like guys. That's my answer. I like guys. Um, and he's like, so are you seeing anybody? And I'm like, no. And he's like, oh, it sounds like there's a long story there. And I'm like, yeah. It's like, dude, I've told you, like, so much stuff about me. You can't just say yes or no. Give it to me. Come on. And I'm like, well, actually, I just broke up with my boyfriend. Um, gosh, it's been about a month now. And he's like, ah, you don't like to be alone. Probably fucking everything that moves, huh? And I'm startled because... He's right. Oh, is it that obvious? Like, he's right. And it, it, I don't know, it kind of bothers me a little bit. And he's like, Were you, where, are you from here? Are you from around here? I'm like, no, I came from um, a small town up north. And he's like, oh, okay. What brought you out to the city? Are you an actor? And I'm like, no, I'm not an actor. I just, um, I left my hometown, um, because my best friend, um, well, we had kind of a falling out. And it wasn't really cool for me to be around there anymore. And I just needed to get away. So I came here and I started working at the gym. And next thing you know, I look up and I'm, I'm running a club and I can afford the rent. And here we are. He looks at me and he smiles and he says, here we are. You know, it's funny. He's telling me. He said, it's funny. I was so ready to fight you. I was so ready to fight for what I needed that when you just gave me more than what I asked for, it was so easy that I almost didn't know how to accept it. Everything was so easy. You're really good at what you do, you know. I walked out of that office feeling like 
you understood me. You have a gift. And I said, thank you. We talk the entire, we talk the entire way home and he directs me in front of his house. I guess he's decided that I, that he trusts me somehow and he's having me drop him off in front of his house instead of the park. And we're talking more and more. And eventually I bid him good night. And he's hesitant. He looks over at his door and he looks back at me. And he continues the conversation. I'm like, what's going on here? What's going on here? The conversation moves on some more. And when I give him the opening for a good night, he stretches the conversation out just a touch more. But then he says good night. He unbuckles his seatbelt, looks back at his house, and then it hits me. He turns back to look at me, and he leans in. I am still. I'm frozen. I'm not making a move. And he seems like he's going to kiss me on the lips, but he pauses just before he does. And he leans in and he gives me a kiss on the cheek. I'm not looking at him. I stare straight in front of me, straight in front of the steering wheel. And he smiles. And he says, thank you for a good time. This was really cool. We should hang out again. And I can't even, I can't even pretend to fight the growing smile on my face. I said, that'd be cool. And his eyes light up and he just says, good night, dude.